This is Erica Belvin, and you're listening to Her Digital Empire. Again, this is Erica Belvin with Her Digital Empire, and today I'm talking to Rihanna Green, who is a lawyer, so we'll be talking all things legal today. So really quickly, if you have not yet, make sure that you subscribe to us basically wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, iTunes, we've got it all. Now, uh, speaking of our guest, so attorney Rihanna Green is the founder and CEO of She Trademarks. Her law firm is dedicated to you, the female entrepreneur. As a licensed cosmetologist for over 14 years, Rihanna knows what it's like to be a beauty professional working in the industry. She knows how hard it is to run a beauty business and not know the first thing about brand protection, business accounts, or professional liability risks that come with providing professional services. You know, all the things that they don't teach you in beauty school. You'll never have to wonder, does this attorney really know what I need for my beauty business? Instead, you can trust that the legal side of your business is being handled by a beauty pro as she takes your beauty business from lawless to flawless. So I am so excited to talk to you today since our listeners are literally beauty industry um, professionals, whether it's, you know, they're actually in the beauty industry or they're servicing the beauty industry. So um Tell us a little bit about yourself, aside from from the intro that I I gave. Sure, yeah. Hey, everyone. Uh, My name's Rihanna. I am a licensed attorney. I'm now focusing on the beauty industry, beauty brands. It's really just combining um, both of my passions. I did hair for a long time. I love all of the glitz and glam of the beauty industry, you know, eyelashes, hair color, all of that stuff. Um, but being a beauty professional myself, I know what the risks are associated with, um, you know, offering services, dealing with clients, all of that stuff. And it's really just an area of the law that I don't see people really tapping into on the legal side. And I don't see necessarily the beauty professionals knowing the importance of um, all the legalities of all the different things related to, you know, the beauty biz. Yeah, I, I actually, I really agree on that. I mean, I can't tell you how many people, even not knowing how that you're supposed to have your model sign a waiver when you're taking pictures of them. Right, right? yeah. Um, it's as simple as that. And so with that, you're at a lot of risk. I think this is probably one of the number one things that I see people struggle with, especially too in the graphic design industry too, uh, with contracts, you know, um, setting up your own terms. And um, what do you, what's your opinion of those who are just like getting into their business and maybe they have, maybe, you know, they've, they've invested everything that they can and getting their, um, their little uh, salon space going and stuff and um you know they're kind of on a budget what what do you suggest for them in the sense of getting contracts and making sure that they're protected do you think that it's just one of those things that you just kind of have to 
go in and just spend the money or is there a solution? Yeah, I think that one of the things is you always want to start, I think, on the right foot, you know, protecting yourself. Um, You went to school, you know, you spent all this money on your education and now you're starting your business and you don't want like that um, client, that disgruntled client to really come in and kind of just mess everything up for you. So I think one of the big things um, is to get your LLC. I think that's one of like the major things that you should do first before you really open your doors. You should have your LLC. And that's kind of twofold. One, you know, it obviously limits your liability for um, anything that happens regarding the services that you're offering. Um, and then two, it allows you to really set up your business financially the right way. You know, when you have your LLC, you can get your um, business bank account and things like that. I think that's one of the confusions that a lot of beauty professionals have. They're like, well, I have a business bank account, um, but then they don't realize it's not really a business bank account. It's just a separate personal account in their name that they're using, and that doesn't offer the same protections. Um, With the LLC, you know, we're never thinking that we're going to get sued. You know, as a beauty professional, you're like, well, I just do hair. I just, you know, I do eyelashes. But especially with the trend of eyelashes, um, so many people are allergic to the glue. You know, you don't really know what their reaction is going to be. And it really only takes that one client who has a horrible reaction to really kind of tank your business. And so having that protection of the LLC um, really helps with your liability on that and really separates, you know, the things that you've worked hard for, like your house, your car, um, your savings, you know, all that kind of stuff from, you know, potentially being taken away from one or two disgruntled clients. Um, you know, you, you mentioned, um, contracts. And so I just want to touch on that for a second. All of that stuff's important for like chargebacks, you know, your client that's like half of my eyelashes fell off. I want, you know, I'm going to dispute this charge if you don't, you know, refund me really, if your contracts and your policies are saying, you know, no refunds. Um, if you cancel your appointment within a certain amount of time, I'm going to take half or full or, you know, whatever your terms are, if you have those and they're signing off on them or checking off on them, then you're pretty, you're pretty good on the coverage. Now, attorneys are expensive. So to get a custom contract drafted, you're probably looking at $350 an hour, you know, times however many hours, like it's going to take the attorney. Um, I'm actually trying to offer a solution to that. So I am in the process and they're going live next week. Um, Beauty bundles, they're contracts like lawyer drafted contracts that are template based so you can kind of change them to fit your needs. Um, And it's really going to bridge that gap between I'm just starting my business. I don't really have the money to put a thousand dollars into a lawyer drafted contract, um, but I know I need it. So that's kind of what um, I'm going to be offering, which I think will be very helpful. That's great. That's great. So, so in your opinion, when they say, as long as the the um, client agrees to whatever the policy is, which is could be you don't show up, so I'm taking 50%. If they check that box, if I agree, then that, that uh, business owner is protected in that way, right? Yeah, so for the most part, um, you want to make sure that your policy, you know, whatever you have them checking when they're booking is, you know, pretty succinct and um, clear on what your policy is. You know, you don't want to use things like um, in the event that you cancel, you know, without 48 hours notice, I may charge, you know, Mm. 50%. Like you don't want to use may. It's like will. 
you know, because then there's a little bit of cloudiness as like, well, am I going to be charged the 50% or am I not going to be charged the 50%? Um, also one way that I see the beauty pros doing it, um, and they're trying to cover themselves, but just not as good as they could is, um, doing it in a text, you know, like, Hey, your deposits due. um, you know, just so you know, if you cancel without 40, you know, eight hours notice or 24 hours notice, whatever the terms are, I'm, you know, I will charge a 50% cancellation fee. That's not really showing that they're agreeing to your terms. Right. But if right. you have that like box that pops up on booking that they are checking, then yeah, hello, you read it. Or at least that's what the argument's going to be. Like you should read anything you're checking. Right. Um, or if when you have them initially come in, they do the initial client um, intake form, and on there you have them, um, you know, acknowledge your your terms, your policies, and sign it. That's good too. It doesn't have to be the digital check, but you do need some type of acknowledgement that yes, I'm agreeing to like this this cancellation policy. I have a really good question for you. Um, are you, what as a lawyer do you? think it's a good idea to go against your own terms for instance saying I'm gonna waive the fee this time is that something that you have your you know you're in your right to do or does that do something to you know the clause the 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 you know the contract itself yeah so if you are always having them check the box at every booking um then you know if you waive it once or twice, you're probably not looking at, you know, any type of, well, I didn't know you were going to do that because you waived it in the past because every time they're booking, they're acknowledging that you have this policy, but kind of similarly to in like rental agreements, a lot of times, right? If you have a policy there in there on day five, there's like a hundred dollar late fee, but every month they pay on the sixth and you never charge them a late fee. Well then like by contract rules, you pretty much waive that term of the contract. Um, okay. But, you know, on a lease, you sign once a year or whatever the case is. So if they continually waive it and then all of a sudden they're like, well, I want the $100, you know, it's a little bit different. On your booking, if you have them check it every time, then, you know, they know that that's their policy. And so, like, you were nice once, but, you know, I'm still bound by these terms. So it's very important, you know, it's okay to be nice and courteous once or twice, but it's very important for you to even follow your own terms, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially just, I think too, like creating those boundaries, mm -hmm. you know, with your clients, like you are running a business. And, um, you know, as beauty pros, we're always telling people like, our time is important, you know, this is a business, I'm running a business. And I think the general public doesn't really always see us as business owners, you know, or like that I'm running a business, you know, you're, I think the mentality sometimes is like, well, you're in the service industry. Like, you know, you're offering a service and, you know, um, kind of like, so you have to take it a little bit, you know? And if we start creating those boundaries, like this is my policy, like you canceled too late. I can't fill your spot. So now that's money that, you know, I'm not being able to make because right. you were inconsiderate and didn't, you know, um, cancel in time. Then I think that kind of puts your boundaries in place that no, like, I need to cancel within a reasonable amount of time. I need to follow, you know, these rules because she's trying to make a living. This is her business. This is her livelihood, you know. Um, and so I think that's important as well. Yeah, you know, it's funny too. Um, 
because as a designer, you know, we deal with the same things. So it's not necessarily not showing up for appointments, but it's not delivering information on time and um, going MIA for a while. And so I always stress, you know, how important it is to have these type of situations covered in your terms at least so that in the case that this stuff happens, you know, you have those boundaries so you can so you can follow your own and you're not necessarily the bad guy. You can blame it on the contract and say, well, you know, now we're going to extend the contract this long because it's been so long. Right. Right. And yeah. And I think on along those same lines, like um, one of the things that I've created is a policy guide. So it's funny that you mentioned, like, how do you what do you deal? How do you deal with waivers? Um, you know, like waiving the fee. So I kind of have in that policy guide templates for certain things. So, you know, you charge the cancellation fee and you are inevitably going to encounter different types of clients, right? You're going to have your one client that's like, oh, I'm sorry, can you please waive it this time? And, you know, you can be like in your notification, like, you know, I you failed to, you know, cancel within 48 hours. However, you know, mistakes happen. So this time as a courtesy, I will waive it, you know, one time. However, attached is my, you know, policy for cancellations, right? And you can do that one time and, you know, no problem. Um, then you have the client inevitably that's like, this is ridiculous. You know, um, I can't believe you're going to charge me 50% of, you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, I have a template for that, which is like, I'm sorry, you know, not really saying I'm sorry because you do have your boundaries, but, you know, um, unfortunately, I've already waived your fee one time. You know, you agreed to my policies at booking. They're also on my website. I've attached them here for your reference. You know, um, unfortunately, I cannot exempt you from the waiver this time because I was unable to book somebody else in your spot. You know, things like that. Um, and then, of course, like the chargeback one. It's like, I'm not paying that. You know, um, I'm definitely not paying 50% of a service I didn't get. Well, I have one for that too, which is basically like, well, you know, when you missed the first one, I, you know, graciously waived it. I sent you the policies at that time. You know, these are my policies for a reason. Unfortunately, you know, you've acknowledged them in several places and this is what the fee is going to be. I cannot waive it, you know. So kind of like a, a softball, a medium, you know, but firm and then kind of like, well, I don't know what to tell you. You can charge it back if you want to, but I will definitely dispute, you know, your charge. Right. Back. Yeah. And so you're saying that you provide canned responses so that it's yeah. just not emotional, easy, right? Yeah, because you know what I see a lot of times is one of the things people struggling with, do I waive the fee? Or like, oh my gosh, she's really mad about this and I don't want her to be upset. But like, how do I professionally and politely tell her that these are my boundaries, these are the policies you agreed to? So yeah, I've come up with like three little canned responses for your, you know, quote unquote whiny client, you know, that like wants a favor. Um, your a little bit upset client that's like, this is ridiculous. And then your, you know, pissed off client that's like, I am not paying that. I don't care what you say. That's ridiculous. That's more than what the doctors charge on their cancellations. You know what I mean? We hear it all the time. So just something that's quick and easy that you can have in your notes on your iPhone or whatever and just kind of copy paste it and go from there. You know? Absolutely. And speaking of that, I know both, both uh, listeners, you know, the designers for the beauty industry and the beauty industry professionals struggle with the chargeback situation. So as an attorney, in your opinion, you know, um, 
and you can tell I am not um I am in no way an attorney at all but I I do have like that legal brain I love this kind of stuff so I start from the beginning my my advice is always to start from the beginning on notating um you know what it, how can you prove that the service happened because in every case you have so many amazing clients but you will always have the random client who yeah, we'll try and do a chargeback, whether it's because of a dispute with you, between you guys or just randomly, they it does happen, right? And so if you don't, it's all about your, um, what you can provide, the information that you can provide and, uh, and you should be protecting yourself from the start. So the way that I handle even my business is, I mean, I am, I am from the start documenting whatever I can, you know? In your opinion, I mean, um, what are some of the best ways that, uh, you can protect yourself and have, you know, really be uh, set up for when the chargeback, because it's not really an if, it's a when, when they happen. Yeah, it's definitely a when. And I think, you know, receipts are king, right? So, like, you want to always have, I mean, in life, right, we love our receipts. I mean, whether they're text messages, whether they're, you know, um, screenshots, whatever the situation is. So, I think from the very onset, you want to establish that your client was well aware of your policies. And in order to do that, you know, you're doing that on your intake form. If you're doing intake forms, which everybody should be doing um, to lay out their policies and then just um, get information that you need regarding like potential liability for stuff. Like what do they have on their hair or, you know, that kind of stuff on like the beauty side of it. Um, on the graphic side of it, you just want to make sure that you are all on the same page about like what project you guys are working on and that you have the information that you need. And so, you know, intake forms are important, um, but also having your policies for cancellation, late payments, things like that outlined is very important. Um, having them sign that, you know, and it doesn't have to be, we're like in a digital age now. So it doesn't have to be, I'm handing you a piece of paper that you have to sign. You know, there are all those um, websites and like form things now where you, they can do an electric, you know, signature and it saves to their file, um, something like that. So on the offset with like the intake forms and then having your booking or cancellation policies or, you know, your late payments, if you're a graphic designer or whatever, um, readily apparent on your website, like in their face. So when they're booking consultations with you, when they're booking appointments, services, they know what the cancellation policy, what that is. Um, and like we said, the little pop up, the pop up is great, too, because it's the terms and conditions that you are you know agreeing to. Um, so that little check mark and, you know, if you send out text reminders, if that goes out, um, whether it's through an automatic, you know, appointment reminder, having it again there. So, you know, when it comes down to it, they've charged back for whatever reason, you're like, okay, well, they know I have a 48 hour policy. Um, and the reason why I know they know is because number one, it's on my website. Number two, they, you know, check the terms and agreements when they book their, um, appointment. Number three, when they do the intake form, it's also there and they sign that, you know, and then um, when I send them a text reminder about their appointment, it's listed there with the link to the policy, right? Like you have covered your, you know, you've see white aid in so many ways that they should have seen it and should have known your policy. Um, and then lots of times once you get a chargeback, you know, or they want to refund, the client is telling you like, hey, I got charged 40 bucks for, you know, my missed cancellation, you know, um, and then there's a conversation about that. So like screenshot that, you know, just have that, like, if you think that it's going to be an issue, screenshot it because then it's like, 
Well, she, you know, she knew the policy. I told her the policy. We had a conversation about it. And then she said, well, I'll dispute it with my credit card company, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I think once you have that evidence lined up, it's a lot easier to fight your chargebacks because you have the documentation that now it's a legit charge. Yeah. Um, and then moving on to, I think what a lot of people find, well, they they don't know, they don't understand the importance, but then they also, some people think, okay, well, um, when it comes to trademarking, at what point in my business should I be trademarking my name? What if I don't know, what if I don't want to keep this name after a year? Those kind of questions. Um, how do you address trademarking and what, what do you think, when do you think is the best time to trademark and trademark your logo and your business and, and all those types of things. So trademark's really important. Um, and I always recommend you do it before you do anything else. It is one of the more expensive items, you know, I will say, but the reason why I say that is because this is what happens. You come up with a name that you love. Okay. Whatever it is, let's just give it like lush lashes. That's what we're going to call it today. Okay. And you're like, I love this name. I secured the domain name. I've got the Instagram handle. So now I'm going to start, um, you know, getting my logo done. So you spend 400 bucks on your logo, you know, you spend 500 bucks developing your website. Um, and so now you're already a thousand dollars in, and then you're like, Ooh, I'm going to get business cards made with my logo, you know, all of that stuff. So you're putting money into marketing. And maybe you're even selling products. Like maybe you sell some type of eyelash um, shampoo or something and you've branded those. Then you're like, okay, I'm getting pretty big. Let me go trademark this. And then you find out that somebody actually owns that name. Like it is already trademarked. Or lots of times people are like, well, I, I looked on the um, trademark website, you know, the USPTO website, and nothing, Lush Lashes didn't pop up. But then, you know, so they thought they were good. But it doesn't have to be the exact same name as long as it is similar enough to confuse the consumer. That's considered too much. So, um, you know, you could have somebody with Lush Lashes and then you could have somebody else who has trademarked the name um, Lush Lashes or Love Lush Lashes or something like that. Okay, Um, one word off. But if they're selling the same products, if um, the, you know they have like the same client base, then that could cause them not to get their trademark. And so then you've spent all this money, you've developed this brand, you've got a ton of followers on your Instagram, and now you're like, well, dang, I've just been renting this brand this whole time. Like I don't even own it. Um, and then you know, let's hope that the person who does own that registered trademark for Love Lash, you know, I forget what name I named it, Love Lash something. Um, is like, hey, that's really close to my name. I want you to stop using it. And then you're forced to rebrand. So it's really important to do it from the beginning, even though it seems like one of those things that you should hold off on. It's like, it should be the first thing you do before you do anything else. Interesting. What about, you know what I see a lot is like, you'll do, you'll see the lush lashes, but then you'll see by Jasmine, by Veronica, by Jessica. Are all those people technically renting it and only one of them can trademark it? Or when they add that little, because I, I see this I, I, as a designer, so many girls come to me with the same names and then they'll put buy whatever at the end. Does that make it original or does is, do they still run into that issue? No, they can still definitely run into that issue wow. because if the you know main part of it is 
love lash or, you know, love lashes. Um, and then they've just added by Rihanna or, you know, um, by Erica, the main part of it is still very similar. So it's slightly different. So to where, you know, maybe a consumer might not think that they're the same, but really like if you're, let's just say your product was in a store somewhere, like, you know, you're now selling it in salons. Um, and you just see love lashes in big letters because most of the time the buy part's going to be the small part. So you just see love, you know, love lashes and they're two and they look very similar and you grab one thinking it's by Rihanna, but really you grab the by Erica. That's really where like the consumer confusion comes in. And so if you're trying to register it and the examining attorney thinks that there's going to be any type of confusion as to who is producing the products or the services, they're going to deny it. Um, telling telling you that it, it's too similar to another name or another yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny the the trademark thing I take very seriously. Like, I went to an attorney for mine, and I know that a lot of girls they'll try and do it themselves for like a couple hundred bucks. And for me, that was kind of like I felt like I'd be risking it trying to do it on my own. In your opinion, um, do you think that they run a risk by trying to trademark by themselves, or and do you feel like they would be better off hiring an attorney for that? Sure. Um, absolutely. I think you need an attorney for the trademark portion. And, you know, the reason is this. You can get on right now and um, the USPTO website and you could type in Starbucks with two S's right at the end. Um, it will not come back with a hit for Starbucks, like because it is off by one letter. Right. If I was to then go try to trademark Starbucks with two S's, never in a million years are they going to let me trademark Starbucks with two S's. Right. Because they're too similar. But if you just do a, you know, a basic search on there, you're gonna be like, oh, my name is available, but it's really not. So, and that's kind of where the attorney comes in with really doing like a comprehensive search. Because when we search the name for the trademark, we're searching the USPTO database. We're searching the um, state databases. So if you have um, a Lush Lash in Texas, it's gonna pop up and you're trying to, you know, trademark it nationally we're going to know that there's one in texas and you know there might be an issue um it searches domain names like website names um social media accounts all of that stuff so you really have like a better idea of am i even going to be able to get this trademarked and then an attorney will review all of that and be like mm, like i always call it um red light green light yellow light which is when i look at the results I will analyze what I think we might have an issue with. And sometimes my letter is like, hey, these are the top three ones that you're going to have an issue with. And I call it like a red light. Um, and they're very similar, same services, probably not going to work. Let's think of a new name. Or I'm like, yellow light, there's this one. The services are kind of the same, but the names might be different enough to get you through. Like, what do you want to do? Like, let's decide. And then green light, which is like, hey, this name is really unique. I don't see anything else out there like in this in this industry. I think you're going to be good to go. But if you're doing it by yourself, you don't know what you're looking for, like what's considered, you know, similar. Um, you don't know how to properly do the search. And so you're really just kind of going in there blind like, well, and you also lots of times don't even know what you're supposed to register in. So, for example, if I wanted to do like um, lush lashes on T-shirts and then wanted to do them on purses, I need to register that name in two different classes. It's not just one class. So you can't put the purses in there with that class for t-shirts. They're different. So you wouldn't have protection um, putting your, you know, 
logo or your, your name on that purse if you don't do it right. And so I think that's what kind of runs the risk is just you don't really know what you're doing or what you're looking right. for. Right. And at the end of the day, it's the most important thing is that it's getting done correctly because you're going to waste all that money. Um, right. So, you know, that being said, in your opinion, because you do sell the um, canned responses and the templates, at what point, because um, I do know the templates are, are great, and I know even as a designer, um, you know, we all start off as templates because we're, we. it's not like you take out a loan to become a graphic designer. You just start doing it, you know? Um, at what point, and I, we get this all the time, but for designers, um, uh, you know, pe professionals who are also uh, maybe educating their clients and doing classes and stuff alongside the business side, at what point should they stop using templates and say, I need to get something custom made by an attorney um, when it comes to like contracts and things like that? Well, you know, it depends. So there are lots of templates out there that, um, are kind of designed for specific industries, right? So, for example, um, I have a couple of friends who also do contract shops, and one of them is very into, like, holistic, you know, coaching, um, that type of thing. And so she's created a whole brand of templates around that, like holistic coaching, um, kind of like the um, natural therapies, things like that. And so people, even though they're doing coaching – might not want a regular coaching template, right? Because their business is a little bit more narrow tailored to that specific industry, but she has like provided that. And so you can get one of those templates and be pretty good, you know, pretty solid. If you need some tweaks or something, then you can go to, you know, that attorney and be like, Hey, I bought your template. How much would you charge me to just kind of add these couple things in there? Well, you're already starting from a, a good template that's already tailored towards you. So, it's going to be a way less more, you know, way cheaper to do it that way than it will be if you just go to somebody and you're like, hey, I'm a holistic healer. Can you give me a one-on-one -on -one contract, right? Because there's no right. kind of like skeleton there. So I think when you start to tweak, there are things out there that you can find. But when you start realizing that your template is not covering what you're doing, then I think that's when you're like, okay, I really need to get this customized because I'm doing a little bit more of this or, you know, um, there's this aspect I want protection from. Um, and I think that's why templates are cool, especially the ones, you know, now that are coming around that are very like niche specific. Um, so you could do a rental contract and find one of those, you know, anywhere, but like, you know, now I'm offering a booth rental contract. So if you're a stylist or a makeup artist or whatever, you know that it's tailored towards the type of issues you're going to have in a, you know, a rental contract, um, issues with cleaning, back bar, like, you know, shampoo being stuck, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that's a good place to start. That's great. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you could actually tweak a template that you get. And that's kind of like hacking in a way, right? <laughs> if you're trying. Yeah. It's a little bit of a hack. Yeah. Because, so here's the thing. Um, it's going to depend, right? So if you get a template off of legal zoom, um, for example, and bring it to me and you're like, hey, can you use this as a basis? My answer is probably going to be no, because, you know, I didn't create that. It's going to take me a lot of time to tweak that um, to get it up to what my standard would be to, you know, hand off as like a customized contract. Um, if you 
bought my, you know, let's say wedding day of, I have a wedding day of contract and you wanted me to add sections in there regarding like working with a team or, you know, working with, um, other stylists from other salons or like how profits are going to be split or something along those lines, then I already have something that I've created. And so I'd be like, okay, well that might take me two hours. It's going to cost you about 600 bucks or, you know, something like that. But if you come to me and want the wedding like day of thing that's covering all of these things and you just have a legal zoom document, I'm going to be like, okay, well it's going to be, you know, three fifty an hour times six hours to create what you want. You know what I mean? So there's definitely a benefit in getting the contracts from um, an attorney in your like niche area because yeah, then it's a hack. Then you go to your holistic healer um, contract that's already been created by an attorney and you're like, Hey, now I want this customed. What would you charge me for that? You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And then so, so break it down for our listeners on basically the where they can find the canned responses, the, um, the templates that you offer, and then um, if they're interested in hacking those templates to make it custom to their, their business. Sure, yeah, so um, it's going to be going live on next Thursday. My templates will be live on the shop um, at shetrademarks.com. You'll be able to go on there and purchase um, the templates for your policies and then um, different contracts. I'm going to be doing a like a big sale on the beauty bundle is what I'm calling it. It's like get hot girl summer ready. Um, you know, the salons are opening back up. We're finally able to go outside. So I want to make sure all the beauty bosses are just like legally legit with all their stuff. Um, so that's going to be a bundle that's going to offer all kinds of stuff. Um, and then I'll also have templates for individual sale. But one of the things you mentioned earlier was, um, you know, the photo release, which I think is something that so many beauty professionals are not using and it's so risky. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because for example, everybody on all of their Instagrams are doing before and after pictures, you know, or even doing just pictures of like eyelashes or hair color or whatever. So the risk that you run is let's say, you know, um, behind the chair loves what you did. And now they've posted it to their like, you know, hundred thousands of followers and it blows up and goes viral. And then somebody's like, wait a minute, that's my photo. Like, that's me. I didn't give you permission to do that. Well, if now you're making any money off of it, you've got some issues, you know? Or in the alternative, you spend money creating brochures or advertisements or whatever with these pictures that you don't really have the rights to. And she's like, I want you to stop using that. Well, you've just used money, you know, like hard-earned money to do this. So you just want to make sure that you're protected. And a lot of people aren't using the photo releases. And it's another so simple thing that you can have them do, you know, when they're checking in at their, um, for their appointment or, you know, electronically. So it's just something that should be done, but I'll also have one of those. Um, and then on my website, shetrademarks.com, you can also, you know, definitely book your consultation for anything you want to do relating to your business. If you want me to tweak some of the, um, the templates and make them more customizable to you. Also, I do like brand audits to see, you know, how secure is your bag really? Like how secure do you really have everything and how you're running your business? Um, so I offer kind of stuff like that. Um, and that can also all be booked online. That's fantastic. And so, um, your, tell us what your website is where they can get all of this one more time. 
Yeah, it's she, just S-H-E, and then trademarks, just how you spell it, shetrademarks.com. That's so great. Awesome. Um, perfect. Well, I'm so excited to, to really, you know, have everybody listen to this so that they can absolutely cover their, their tracks because this is just something that people don't like talking about because it's uncomfortable because when you think attorney, you think money. Oh, there goes all my money, you know? And a lot of times, like you said, um, what I find, and it, both industries are very similar, graphic design and beauty. It's very interesting. I think it's because it's service-based um, where, you know, we think, oh, we're good. You know, being a, a self-employed person, you're, you're fine. You can, you know, build out your own bank account. Um, I'll figure out how to pay myself later. And we mix those lines and we let the contract thing go. And we just kind of, you know, we think, oh, it's like, treat it like a hobby. And it's just so, it puts you at so much risk and you don't realize it until it happens, until you actually get the, the letter in the mail, right? <laughs> right. I always say, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I was telling somebody, you know, we in the beauty, prof like in the beauty profession and, you know, dealing with the beauty industry and graphic design and all that, we have got to stop acting like it's never going to happen to us. Um, and like the, and I explain it like this, you put money into everything else and you're like, I'll wait on legal. I'll wait on legal. Like I'm going to put money into advertising, marketing, um, designs, my website, but it's kind of like car insurance. I always, always say it, right. You pay every month on your car insurance and we never, ever need it. Right. But when you do get into that accident and you totaled your car, you are so happy that you have that insurance that you've been paying for. Um, because you're protected. And so it's like, you don't need it until you need it. I don't need, you know, I've gone years without really needing my um, car insurance. But if I get in an accident today, I'm going to be so glad that I paid that money to have that protection. And it's the same thing with the contracts, with the LLC, with all of that. Like you see clients day in and day out. You do services for clients all the time. You might not ever need it. But when you get hit with like a $40,000 lawsuit from some terrible eye reaction or from some client that you did graphic design work for that hates the outcome or hates whatever, well, you're going to be really glad that your contracts were solid and not something that you just Googled. You know, you're going to be really glad you had them sign those waivers um, and that you're protected from having to fork over $40,000 or your car, you know, a lien going on your car or the savings that you were saving to buy a house being gone. You know what I mean? It's just something you have to, you have to be forward thinking about um, proactive instead of exactly, reactive. Exactly. And that's the idea, especially like switching from that self-employed mindset and that this is kind of like a hobby mindset to this is actually a business that you have to protect like your baby. It's like your baby and you have to protect it like it would be your child. And um, if your child needed, you know, these types of pay stuff done, if they needed it for, if this was a doctor's appointment, you needed to pay that bill, you would pay it because it's your child. And that's the way you have to treat your business. Um, that's that's amazing. So um, uh, so I'll go ahead and close this out. Uh, where can where can everybody follow you? Are you on Instagram? I am. Everyone can follow me at um, at she trademarks, and I give all kinds of little tips and tricks here and there about you know um, things relating to LLCs business bank accounts, um, trademarks, like things that you can trademark, things that you can't trademark. Um, all that stuff is on there, all kinds of free info, you know, because 
stuff's expensive. And when you're starting a business, everything is expensive. So you want to make sure that you have like resources. And so I'm trying to also provide that as well. And do you specialize just in the beauty industry or are you also just whatever industry? So I pretty much am kind of female focused. I do a lot of stuff for the female entrepreneur. And um, the reason for that is in a lot of industries and attorneys being one of them, um, women attorneys kind of get the back end of the stick. You know, they kind of get like, you'll show up to a meeting um, with executive attorneys talking about a case, let's say, and you, I always say like, I go and sit at the table and I have good ideas, but they're like overlooked or they're not really listened to. They don't, you know, like pay attention. But then when a, a male attorney says the same thing 20 minutes later, they're like, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And so I really just kind of know firsthand what it is to be, you know, a female at all in an all male profession for the most part, or a fe- the only female at the table. And so I feel like a lot of female entrepreneurs, um, see that all the time, whether it's like going to get a loan for their business, trying to get whatever. So I'm really trying to bridge that gap kind of like, you know, we don't need to sit at their table. We'll make our own table. We'll make our own rules. We'll do it how we want to. Um, so that's kind of like the, the female, um, entrepreneur aspect of it. And then I am now shifting a lot of my focus to the beauty brands, the beauty industries, because I think it kind of goes over both of those things. Um, you know, a lot of the professionals in the beauty world are, are women, we're servicing women. Um, and there's just a lot of stuff out there that we don't know that I didn't know. You know, I would have never in a million years when I was actually actively doing hair thought like, man, I need to get some liability insurance because I'm an independent contractor, you know, or yeah, I need to have them sign this photo release. Like they just would not have been things that I thought about. But now being on this end, seeing how people are, you know, litigation happy, are, you know, willing to sue people, you know, um, I think it's something that we need to do. So I'm just kind of, I'm shifting my focus a little bit on that aspect. That's amazing. And and I think it's needed, you know, especially right now. I mean, you see lash techs, you see brow, uh, you know, brow techs and um, hairstyles and everybody's learning how to make all this money. You know, um, very simple. It's very easy to get to six figures in, uh, as a brow tech, but then you don't even have all of, like you said, you don't even have the paperwork for all of these before and after pictures and you think you've been doing it this whole time and then that's all, that's all at risk and can be taken away from you in a second because somebody knows what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, I know there's people right. who even every day go out and they search for people who are messing up so that they, they can, you know, uh, sue them and and get money for that. I know there's people there's people like there's attorneys like that for um, I know with graphic design we deal with uh, stealing of clip art and stuff and there are there and what and using logos when they're not supposed to. There's attorneys all day long are just searching for that stuff and so you just have got to be protected um, because you just never know and so it's it's something I'm really passionate about. I just didn't go to law school. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you you know you. There is a lot to learn about it, and um, I just think that, you know, we don't really pay attention to how important the legalities of stuff are, because it's just like, ah, we'll put that on the back burner in our business. I'm making a lot of money, and it's like when you are making a lot of money, that's really when you're at the most risk, right? Like, if you don't have anything for them to take, then, you know, you're not really at risk, but all of a sudden, you're, like, big on Instagram. You're always booked for your microblading. 
you're teaching classes, you're doing all that stuff, and then, you know, you have a disgruntled client. Well, now there's a lot more at stake. And so it's just kind of like, just build your business on like solid foundation. So that way you don't have those, you know, problems Absolutely. later on down the road. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for jumping on with me today. Um, this was a huge value for honestly, for our listeners, huge value. Um, and again, guys, um, what you said next week, you're actually launching these bundles, right? Yes. Next Thursday, I'm um, actually doing a free um, seminar for beauty business professionals. Um, I'm going to go over all kinds of things like LLCs, um, business bank accounts, trademarks, a lot of the stuff that we went over here. I'm going to have a live question and answer and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm going to record it. So it'll be on replay. So if anyone wants that, you know, free seminar, um, they can just DM me on Instagram at she trademarks if they can't make it. Um, and, you know, we can get them that information. That's great. That's great. Because that's usually something you have to pay for, you know. Um, and so that's that's huge, too. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for jumping on. And I, I, I'm sure we'll have you back as well um, since you offer so much value just for our industries. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for having me. It's been fun. Absolutely.